Alright, so I was just trying something new on Anchor. Turns out I should have just saved it. Um, and so anyway, um this my name is Kathy Braxton. This is the L U T G Radio Show on LUTGRadio.com, WKKP Digital Broadcasting. And so um we are we just did the um put on the whole armor of God and now we're going to uh, move on into into our scriptures. And today we're actually talking about money. Money is a tool right and it's a tool it's something that you use to it's a an ex, it's an exchange it's a form of trading go with me to the book of uh to the book of matthew uh chapter two uh do i want money yes do i like money yes do i love money no why because the love of money causes problems <laughs> go with me to the book of matthew chapter two and what I want to, uh, so I'm going to read this here to you. It says, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, there came a wise man from the east to Jerusalem saying, where is he that is born of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are, and are come to worship him. And so they didn't even know where he was. They just, they, they heard God say, look, follow the star. Look, when the star appears in the sky. He's born. He's in the earth. And so they like, they see the sign. They're like, ooh. And so uh, they weren't, they, they wanted to go and worship and, and ooh and ah and right. And so they, so they got some, they got some, some praise for him at least, right? They got a bunch of stuff for him. Here we go. And um, it says, when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered... See, sin starts to tremble when light, you know, darkness starts to tremble when that light gets up in the earth. They're like, oh, snap. He going to cut out our sinful fun. And when he gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, Bethlehem, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus uh, it is written by the prophet. And so the devil reads the Bible, y'all. <laughs> and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule uh, rule my people Israel then Herod when he had privily called the wise men inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared and he sent them to Bethlehem and said go and search diligently for the young child and when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I might come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother and fell down and worshiped him and when they had opened their treasures they presented unto him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh ain't that what we do for newborn babies now we'll never come we'll never go to a house uh when somebody just had a baby and come empty-handed we bring strollers diapers milk bottles 
uh, one lady brought a brought brought a uh, apartment complex, a multi-family apartment complex. She goes, "It, this is for my grandbaby. He ain't gonna never be poor. Uh, uh-uh, uh, he's starting out rich, just like Jesus." And she was like, glory to God. And this is just his first property. He going to get some more. I was like, girl, that beats a bottle every time. (laughs) She gave him wealth from day one. She gave that baby some wealth. I was like, yes. And so... We bring bottles and, and diapers and well wishes and we give money. We put money on a money tree and we do and we do it for every birthday, right? Because every birthday is like a new announcement for the baby. Every birthday is a new announcement. Woohoo! The baby's born. Woohoo! The baby's one. The baby's two. And you come with gifts and all and some of y'all come with gifts for the parents, a little alcohol, but you know, be careful about the alcohol. But anyway, getting back to the baby. And uh, people love love when their birthday come around because when they since they were little, it was a sign of gifts and blessings. Now, for people that are orphans, they may not have gotten that. Or people that were poor, they may not, not have gotten the lavish things. But I can tell you this. You are entitled to the lavish things. Why? Because Jesus overcame the whole world. He defeated death, hell, and the grave, and poverty. Poverty is, a, poverty is death. That's what poverty is. Poverty and lack is death. It's a slow death. And so um, you have the right to receive gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. That's economy. That's money and economy. That's e-commerce right there. That's the e-commerce of back in the day. And back in the day, they used camels for e-commerce. Amen. And so <laughs> that there is commerce, and it, it traveled. They had logistics, which means they had trucks. Those camels and horses were like trucks carrying stuff like Amazon and and Walmart and Uber. Frankincense was not carried just in somebody's hand. It was on somebody's truck, on somebody's horse, on somebody's camel. Gold, you know how heavy gold is. And gold was in a wagon, in a wagon. It wasn't just a few 30 pieces of silver in a little satchel. Oh, no. It was gold. You know how those rich dudes that get caught up with, uh, what's the name of that company I'm thinking of? I forget. But we can use a, a curling. Madoff. The dude that stole all that money from all them poor people. And basically all of Wall Street. And a bunch of actors and whatnot. He stole all that money, right? And a lot of his people, and they stole from the mob, too. Which is... I mean, they stole from everybody. And so anyway, um, and so anyway, uh, he in jail now, so he paying his time. So whenever they let him out, which I don't think is at all, um, his son ended up paying the price for his misdeed because his son was also involved in it. Um, the sins of the fathers often laid on the child. So that son became the sacrifice. I, I don't know who did it. Supposedly he committed suicide, but anyway, I digress. Don't commit suicide, even if you do something dumb. But anyway, um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, you have the what? I, the whole gist of what I'm saying is you have the right. To, oh, these men had uh, sheets of gold in their basements. Enron, those guys from Enron had. They didn't, because gold backs money. They had literally sheets of gold, like, like 
bigger than tables of gold. Just gold sheets. You know, some people have bricks. They had the whole sheet. They're like, no, don't don't tear my stuff down. No, we, we want sheets. And so they had sheets of gold. Now, that stuff was worth millions. Multi-millions. And so um, back in the day, they probably had it in coins or just raw gold and whatnot. Gold nuggets. And so they were bringing all this stuff to Jesus. Gifts. And so they had, they went be way beyond bottles. They went like all the way up until he would become grown and whatnot. They provided for all his 33 and a half years that he would be here and for his family beyond because whatever he didn't take with him, which is he ain't take nothing with him, which means it was left to Mary, her husband, Joseph and her children and their offspring. And so, um, Jesus, they gave Jesus generational wealth <clears throat> from day one. And so every person is entitled to generational wealth from day one. You sub, you're entitled to it. Because Jesus, it, it was given to Jesus as it was given to Jesus. It's supposed to be given to you. Now, who is responsible for giving that to you? You would think that people would say, that it's your parents and whatnot. Actually, it's God. Why? Because God is the one to put the star in the sky and told them where to go, where to go. He told them to prepare like he told Noah. Yo, Noah, a flood is coming, my man. I need you to gather all your stuff and go. I will need you to build this boat. And then I'm going to need you to gather all your stuff, your wife and your children and uh, they their spouses and get two of each creation and bring them on a boat. Because I'm about to do away with all this stuff. Y'all remember that story, right? And so, since God is the one that is making stuff and that is breaking down stuff and and, and taking lives and whatnot, he's the only one that can because he's the only one that made it. He's provided for all his wealth. Just like he provided for the first Adam and Eve and gave them uh, everything in heaven, gave them blessings, resources, currency, whatever they needed. He gave it to them. He, gave, he did the same thing for Jesus. And so Jesus redeemed money as a tool. Gold, uh, for, uh, gold, myrrh, and frankincense. Those are those are currencies. Those are tradable items. Just like you can trade, let's say, uh, a 1960s, you know, car that's highly valued muscle car for like a house. Because you can, if it's worth one hundred and fifty, two hundred fifty thousand, well, the value is you can trade it for a house. And so, um, God's God, He 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 said that He would make us rich. <clears throat> he said that. He said that. Now, does He use people like He used these uh these this magi, these faithful people? Yes, He did. He does. And so um, he'll use the faithful and the unfaithful. It's man he's using. And so don't be afraid when God tells you, go, I'm going to use myself as an example. Yo, I want you to go, go give Kathy a dollar. She needs a dollar for such and such and such and such. If he tells you a dollar, $10, a million dollars, whatever, go give her this. She need this for this. Don't tell the Lord no. Because whenever he's telling you to go give somebody a dollar, He's trying to get $10 in your pocket for something you want. Even if you rich. Have you ever seen a rich man on the side of the road with billions of dollars, but he don't have a jack 
to change the tire on his car. So what is he? He's a poor man because he ain't got the tools, no necessary equipment, and his phone is dead. He ain't got what he need. That happened to Bill Cosby's son. He was on the side of the road trying to change a tire. He didn't have the resource. He even though he had the jack and everything, but he didn't have the thing that he needed most in that at that point. What did he need most? He needed somebody to be with him. He needed security. And he didn't other had he had security, he would not have lost his life. I still believe that that was I believe that there was something nefarious with that. I really do. But like that that's just me. I I always think there's something something different and wrong when somebody suddenly just loses their life. Why? Because it's the enemies that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. That's why. I don't believe that people just up and just get killed. I believe that that's the enemy plotting on them. And that's just what I believe. Anyway. Y'all ain't got to believe what I believe concerning that. You know, stay in faith. Amen. Trust God. And so anyway, um, even though he had a jack to uh, uh, pop up his car, he didn't... um, he didn't he didn't have the other things that he needed, which was uh an angel to protect him. Even though he has an angel, evidently the angel didn't come into effect and he didn't have any security, which he should have had, being that rich and being as the son of a man so wealthy and so powerful, both love and hated. And so when you when you're around people or you're you're part of a, a group of people that are both love and hated, you need some kind of security detail around you, even if you don't like it, even if you want your full independence. Guess who learned that lesson quickly and, and well? Jamie Foxx learned it from watching how other people fall. Who else learned that? Uh Kanye West learned that. Kanye West for years would not even carry a phone. He only carried a phone because his wife asked him to. The one that can Kim Kim Kardashian that will become his wife. He only carried a wife because of Karen wife. <laughs> he only carried a phone because his wife asked him to. She wanted to, you know, be able to reach him whenever she wanted to reach. Him. You know, and so anyway, um So what I'm saying is people God will use people to bless other people. Could God come down and make you rich himself? Yeah, he could. But then he misses out on the blessing of making somebody else rich by somebody else giving. And so an exchange of currency is meant to be exchanged. True, it's meant to grow in, in one person's pocket and it's the, and a lot of people's pockets is meant to grow. as we. But it grows as we invest in others. Money just sitting in your house, in your trunk, does not grow. Money only grows when you invest in other people. So when God asks you to give a dollar to this church or to that church or to this person, he's asking you to invest in that person. And because you invested in that person, he's going to get somebody else to invest in you. You see what I'm saying? It's like that blockchain stuff, like that cryptocurrency that y'all love. You the US the US dollar and the world dollar was the first cryptocurrency ever. Even though it was started off as being, yo, I'm gonna give you a note. <laughs> cryptocurrency started off as a bank note when they were trying to uh figure out a way to to um where to store their gold so they wouldn't get robbed. So they started storing it in a bank and they said, Yo, this is a note. If you present this note, I'm gonna give you this much of a back in gold. And so then um I think back in the 30s, they took that off and said, yo, uh, we ain't going to give you like the exact dollar amount for that gold because, well, we ain't got enough gold. 
we ain't really mining that much gold anymore. We ain't got that. We ain't got that amount to be giving you back. So we just gonna give you what you believe the dollar is worth. And and from what I understand, that's exactly how cryptocurrency works, with the exception that uh, cryptocurrency is uh, multiple people holding the ledger and making the ledger visible for the whole world. But the same thing happens with a bank, except that the bank says, yo, only people that can see your accounts is the employees at the bank, the owner of the bank, and you, and whoever you allow see it. Because you got to keep your own bank book, which is a ledger. And so, uh, that, and so that's meant to be private. And so, um, what are we saying here? That you have the right to be blessed is what I'm saying. You have the right to be blessed. You have the right to be rich. You have the right to not be poor. I can't tell you how bad poverty is. If you are young, if you are under 35, if you are under 35, this is the greatest time for you to start saving money. If you do like, if you cut grass, you like 35-year-old people cut grass. Hey, I've known a 19-year-old to have eight people as his, as his employees. And so uh, whether you cut grass or you are working at a McDonald's or whatever. If you're working, at, let's say, for example, if you're in high school or you're in grammar school, and however you're earning money on a weekly basis or a monthly basis, however you do it, take half of that money and just stick it in some sort of a savings account. Get st- Stick half of that money in a savings account. And, take the, and then take the other half, take half of what you have left, and use and take half of that and take so that's like 25% and put that in some kind of 401k and just put it in, a, in a, like a Roth thing and put it in a 401k and take the other 25% divide that in half <laughs> and pay whoever you owe if you owe somebody some money if you don't owe anybody some money start doing this take that take that 12 and a half percent and start lending it to people lend it to your friends and say, hey, I'm a li- I'll lend you a dollar, but which which you pay if I lend you a dollar, you pay me back a dollar fifty, or you pay me back two dollars, whatever they agree to, right? And so you know you get money back on that, and then you take the other twelve and a half percent that you have left, and you spend it on whatever you want to spend it on. Have fun with it. Spend it on whatever you want to spend it on. And normally you use like five jars for all that, but you know if you're young, you don't probably don't have all those bills, but you can set it aside. So what I'm saying is start lending out, start lending out money and getting money back for you lending out money. You see what I'm saying? And lending out to people that if, if people, if they don't pay you back, don't lend them no more money until you, till they pay you back. You see what I'm saying? And, uh, and you just video record them saying, yo, or yeah, yeah, I you write it down or video record them however you want to do it. Yeah, I agree to pay you this amount back. All right. Okay. Um. And so, um, that's just one way. And just find out a way to make some money. Find out a way to make some money and save it and invest and get yourself a 401k. All right. I didn't know none of this stuff when I was younger. All I heard was just save, save, save. I'm like, well, how, what do I do? And so nobody really told me anything. Nobody really, they just said, well, save, save, save. But when I was saved, drug addicts would come and steal my money. If I would have money somewhere, they would come and steal it. I've even had one person to go and take some place, take some money that was hidden. I'm like, you, I'm like, man, I put it here. So it, and 
And so uh, when I was younger, it was just such a discouragement to save. And so I just, I would just say, okay, in order for me to even have anything, I'm going to just have to spend it as soon as I get it. Because if I don't, one of them going to steal it. Sure enough, one of them would steal it. And no matter how much I would complain, it's like, look, stop stealing my money. I'm trying to go to school. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying. They would just steal it. And so what I really needed to do, I needed to leave, but I couldn't afford to leave because they kept stealing my money. And so, um, I mean, they were going to my bank account. I mean, they had friends at the bank and these friends would give the money out of my account. And I would go and complain about it. And they's like, well, um, that was you that came. I'm like, I wasn't me. I was in school and I couldn't prove it. And I was like, wow. So I said, okay, well, I'm at the leaders bank because they keep giving away my money. <laughs> so I was like, cause I didn't want to put the person in jail. You know, because they were family, crackhead family. And so I, I didn't want to put them in jail, so I didn't file a police report. It's like, it's kind of hard to put your family in jail. You know they crackhead. You know they got issues or whatever going on. And so it's, it's money lost. But I don't do that today. Um, today. Today, I would put you in jail. Because I feel like the jail got one of those programs <laughs> that'll help you with that problem. <laughs> so today... I would put you in. I would put you in some sort of rehab program, cause I'd be like, I'm gonna want to smack you till till you don't get up no more, you know. But that's not right. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't smack nobody. Don't hurt nobody. Don't take a life or nothing like that. I ain't never done that, and so I don't encourage people doing that. It's just that sometimes the emotions be like, you you know how hard I worked for that money. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so, um, anyway, so you have a right to be blessed. You have a right to be blessed. Now, the good thing is that I like these magi. Um, it says, uh, and being warned of God, I'm in verse 12 and I'm still on, um, I'm still on Matthew chapter two. I'm on verse 12. It says, and being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And so I like the fact that these guys, they were holding Jesus down. They were like, uh, God was like, yo, I thank y'all so much for um blessing my son and making sure he rich i thank you so much for that i'm gonna save your life herod he not only wanted you to uh, to trick on jesus but he was gonna he was gonna hem y'all up when he when he caught you so i want y'all to go someplace i want y'all to depart a different way don't go the way you came go separate way like spread out like a spider like a spider web spread out and that way, because they're looking for a harem and a caravan, and that way, y'all, they when they if they even come upon you, you can be like, "What are you talking about? What are you talking about?" And so God was saving their life. So when you bless God, He gonna bless you. He gonna save your life. He gonna move you around all hurt, harm, and or danger. And that's what He did. He moved them around all hurt, harm, and or danger. And in addition to that, He saved the life of His Son Jesus. He told Mary them, "Yo, get up, and your enemy is about to come get the baby." You ain't we ain't going to let him be taken. Remember that movie Taken? He's like, "Be calm, be calm. You're about to be taken." And God was like, "No, nah, bro. We ain't playing that game here. You ain't taking my son. You ain't taking my son." And so he's like, "Yo, Joseph, Mary, get up. <laughs> Go me to 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 9 through 11. It says, but they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. 
So you want to be careful about accepting any, accepting temptation. Um, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some covet after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But, But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, patience, faith, love, patience, meekness. Now, that's not saying that you that the man of God and a, a believer should not have money. What that's saying is, don't be willing. Like for example, some people think it's okay to go ahead and stick up drug dealers. You don't want to do that. Why don't you want to do that? Because if a person is a drug dealer, chances are they carrying some kind of gun or some kind of weapon, which means they are already willing to take your life for a penny. Because the rule is, if they let you go without consequences for your actions, then everybody else is going to be coming after them. And they don't want to have no shootout every day. And so what they do, they'll take your life for taking a penny, taking a dollar. Or they'll hurt you so bad, you won't be, you'll be so crippled that you can't even snort no coke no more. They don't even want you as a customer. Or whatever it is you're doing. Now, that's stuff I've seen in the movies and... Okay, stuff I seen in real life. Like I told you, I saw the guy that was hanging from a building. Um, they, they, he was set there as an example. Chances are he stole a lot of money to be hung from a building. Usually they'll beat you up. They'll beat you up, kick you, cut you. But they hung him from a building. So he stole a lot of money. Um, uh, he did a lot. Of, he did a lot of stuff. I, I'm just assuming because usually that's what it was. And so anyway. Um, so still, whether it's a drug dealer, a bank, a little old lady, uh, don't steal from me, please. Uh, a little old lady or anybody, anybody stealing is wrong because what happens is you sow that seed, not only into your life, but into the life of your offspring. So say, for example, some people come up with the idea to steal because they're trying to provide for their children, for their wife, trying to provide a better life. Well, what if you had asked a person instead of stealing from them, ask them to invest in your company or in your idea or ask them, Hey, how you get rich? Show me how to do it. I want to do that. It's better to ask somebody to help you than it is to steal from them because Either you're going to lose your family or you're going to lose your life if you start stealing. And so um, I never want anybody to put that on their children, that spirit, that theft spirit, because that theft spirit opens up many different doors. It opens up uh, other additional doors of lust and perversion, lasciviousness. Uh, basically, um, you're going to turn your kids out is what you're going to do. They're going to be walking the strip. And nowadays the strip ain't necessarily walking the street, but the strip is on a on on a it's a a website. It's a it's um it's a chat room. It's a you know a closet in school. So some of y'all may be experiencing this where some bully then told you that because they bigger than you, and they want to beat you up. You gotta go have oral sex with all these dudes. And you got to pretend like you like it. Whether it's oral sex or vaginal sex or anal sex. They are pimping you out because they are bullying because they can. And you too scared to say something. They're prostituting you and making money off of you. Y'all don't think that stuff exists? It does. It exists. It exists. Get The best thing you can do for your family and for your friends is tell them the word of no. 
If a bully comes at you and says, well, you're going to have sex with this person, because that's what a pimp does. A pimp beats up people and makes them have sex for money, and then he takes the money. And then tell them, I'm only doing this because I love you. And love you. And love you. Not the way Jesus do. And love you. And so the best word you can give your family is no. No. Because if they're going to beat you up, they're going to beat you up anyway. You might as well fight and fight for your life rather than bend over and be assaulted. And they steal the money. You can find another job other than prostitution. Don't allow yourself to be prostituted, prostituted and don't allow yourself to be beaten up and bullied into prostitution. Don't do it. Whether it's in a, a high school or grammar school or college. It happens a lot in college. Don't do it. Don't do it. It happens in school. It happens in high school too. It it happens in grammar school. For example, uh, um, what's the comedian Dave Chappelle? He said that this uh this uh priest at his I guess his Catholic school uh told him to ejaculate in his face. That's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. It is absolutely wrong. And so if somebody is doing that to you, um, some people even will tell people to defecate on them. That's disgusting. Tell somebody, say no. Say no, I will not do that. Because it opens up doors to other sin to be in your in your heart. And so you don't want that kind of stuff. And I know this is a serious thing to talk about on a Monday morning, but you need the value of the word no. Your body is your body and you get to say what happens to your body. You have a right to be blessed. And if you need money, God won't give you money. You ain't got to be no hoe, no prostitute, no pimp, no trick. You ain't got to be no drug dealer. You ain't got to be no crooked lawyer. You ain't got to be no crooked doctor. You ain't got to be none of that mess. You can be upright and just. You can hold your head up high with the value of the word no. Because the only person that pays the consequences for all that bad activity is you coming in the form of HIV, AIDS, STD, and jail, and a bad reputation. So value the word no, and know that God will always love you and bless you and protect you. And the love of money is nothing wrong with having money because money is a tool. But don't love money so much that you're willing to give your soul and give your life over for it. Uh Uh-uh. It ain't worth money ain't worth your life. Money ain't worth your soul. Not at all. So that's why God tells you don't love money. Just use it as a tool because that's what it is. You can't take it to heaven with you. And you can't take it to hell. You sure can't. It does not transmit. It doesn't. The thing that we back money with in the earth is gold. God uses gold in heaven as a tool. For streets to pave the streets as a tool to fix instruments. I kid you not. He uses gold dust to fix instruments. So for God, it's a tool. It's a tool. Go with me. Uh, so again, don't love money. All right. Just use it as a tool because that's all it is. Go with me to Genesis chapter 17, verse 12 through 14. So yes, you do need, you do need some tools in your treasure chest. All right. Um, and he, verse uh, Genesis seventeen twelve uh, through 14, says, And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man child in your generations. He that is born in the house or bought with money 
uh, of any stranger which is not of thy seed. So they had slaves back in the day. We ain't doing that no more. All right? Don't be nobody's slave. We ain't doing that no more. Uh, Jesus already paid the price. You are free. He that is born in thy house and he that is bought with thy money must needs be circumcised and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man child whose flesh uh, of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul, shall, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He hath broken my covenant. And so when God gives you an instruction to do, he expects you to do it. Because when you break his instructions, that's breaking his covenant. He can't trust you. And so he like, yo, you ain't a part of this tree. You, you cut off right now. And so um, that there is about being obedient and how God rewards obedience. And so if you have been obedient and you still ain't got no money, tell God, look, look, Lord, I've been obedient and I still, I'm still in need of some coins and some money. I realize that it's a tool, but check this out. And, and check this out. I need some tools in my house. I need some money in my house. These are the things that I want to do. These are the things I want to buy. I want my resources and money. And so let them know you need resources too. He already know, but sometimes you just got to keep on reminding him, look, you said, tell him what he said. Go with me to Genesis chapter 23, verse eight. It says, and he communed with them saying, if it be your mind that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and entreat for me to Ephraim, the son of Zohar, that he, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he hath, which is in the end of his field for as much money as it is worth. He shall give it me for possession of a burying place amongst you. And Ephraim dwelt among the children of the Heth, and Ephraim the Hittite answered Abraham in the audience of the children of Heth, even of all that went in at the gate of his city, saying, Nay, my Lord, hear me, the field give I thee, and the cave that is herein I give it thee, in the presence of thy sons, my people, give I it thee, bury thy dead. Now what's interesting is, Abraham didn't even have a burial plot. How many of y'all? He ain't buy no burial plot. He ain't buy one, he ain't carve up one. God didn't provide one for him. It was as if God expected him to live a, just live. It's, it's like he expected, because life and death is in the power of your tongue. I mean, God already assigned it a certain time to die, because, I mean, his father died and whatnot, and people around him died. But for Abraham, it was as if he expected to live much longer, and he expected his wife to live much longer. And it's like he never really prepared for a place. But he always had money. God always made sure he had money. So even though he didn't have the that resources of a burial place, a burial plot, he had the money. He had more than enough, which is like, he's like, whatever they ask for, he's like, they ain't going to break me. They ain't going to break me. Whatever they ask for, go ahead and pay it. They could have asked him, give me $50 million for that burial plot. He'd have been like, okay, take it. Whatever. Take it. Because <laughs> he like, I got more than that. 50 million. I mean, that's that's a lot to you, but to me, that ain't a lot. It's a lot to a lot of people, but to me, I'm blessed by God. <laughs> that That's kind of, to me, that's how he was like, whatever. That's change. That's change. 
And Abraham bowed down himself before the people of the land. And he spake unto Ephraim and the audience of the people of the land, saying, But if thou wilt give. If you notice, Abraham bowed down just the way Jesus did. When Jesus was uh, setting that woman free that was caught in prostitution. Check this out. And, and he spake unto Ephraim in the audience of the people of the land, saying, But if thou wilt give it, I pray thee, hear me. I will give thee money of the field. Take it of me, and I will bury my dead there. And Ephraim answered, and Ephraim uh, answered, Abram, saying unto him, My Lord, hearken unto me, the land is worth 400 shekels of silver. What is that betwixt me and thee? Bury uh, therefore thy uh, thy dead. A Abraham hearkened unto Abram, unto Ephraim, and Abraham away to Ephraim the silver which he had named in the audience of the sons of Heth, four hundred shekels of silver, current money, with the merge with the merchant. So four hundred shekels of silver was a lot back then. That was a lot. And so, um, if you value uh the the amount uh silver is today and multiply it times four times forty um oh, sorry times four hundred that's a lot of money that's a lot of money and so but the thing I want to get to you here is just the way uh Jesus refused to accept uh the criticisms of the the people of the day trying to say this lady was wrong for being caught in prostitution. I I, I likened it as this old girl was sleeping with multiple dudes and one of them dudes fell in love with her and he's like if i can't have you by myself ain't nobody gonna have you i'm telling i'm telling i'm telling and so they were and 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 the women were like i don't like that you going to a prostitute you my husband why you gotta go to a prostitute and do my like you know she she would have ain't a reason for i'm telling i'm telling i'm telling so you got multiple people telling on this lady and she finally gets caught right and Jesus is like, I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to forgive you because all of them are sinners. If if you deserve to die, then they all deserve to die. Everybody's, everybody's you know, has sin. And so uh, Jesus is like, I'm the one that's going to pay the price for that sin, right? And so when Abraham agrees and when Abraham is insistent on paying Ephraim for this land, he's telling him, I don't want you having ownership over my dead. Even the dead shall rise again. And so he don't, and he didn't want that grave to file because when you don't own something, when you don't own something, somebody can go and dig up your, your, your people and burn them, cast them out because you don't own the land. They can go to file the grave if they want to. They can go and build on top of your great, your, your, your loved one's grave or stick them in a wall and do whatever they want to do to it and not care about you or them because they dead and abraham wanted to make sure that he had full rights because when you when you make an exchange of money and you buy a plot of land or you buy that burial which is a plot of land that you have full ownership rights to that this is the reason why he wanted to give him something in exchange for that land because he wanted full ownership rights he wanted to be able to say hey when I die, I want to be buried there. And also, I want to make sure that this place does not get defiled. I have full ownership rights. 
And when he has full ownership rights in the land, God will God will honor that in heaven. So what what will God will do? Just like he did the Magi, yo, get up and go from this place. Such and such is coming. So what will he do? He'll stay. He'll put an angel out uh, on guard outside of that burial plot, a burial area of Abraham, and say, yo, no, y'all ain't gonna defile this. Nope, that ain't happening. You ever heard of people uh, guards standing on guard or bodyguards? Uh, for the living, well, God got bodyguards for the deceased too. You ain't defiling this grave, nope. You like what? Hey, God got bodyguards for everybody. He got bodyguards, and so in order to have that bodyguard there, you need full ownership rights. And Abraham believed God. He believed the Lord Jehovah God. He believed that Jesus was coming. And in believing that Jesus was coming, he needed to make sure that he was in a place where that when Jesus came and defeated death, hell, and the grave, that he would rise again. He and his wife would ascend to heaven. And so, um, and Abraham is in heaven right now. And so you need ownership rights and money will uh, answer that problem of ownership rights. Just like when you, when you, uh, when you rent an apartment, you are beholden to the landlord. If the landlord decides to hike up the rent, unless you have something written by the government saying that they can't, he going to do whatever he can to get you out of that apartment so he can charge higher rent. Or he going to sell the apartment and you beholden to the next owner. Or they going to say, well, we're going to tear the building down, whatever. You don't own it. You can't say nothing. You can protest and protest and protest. But at the end of the day, it's the one that owns the land. It's the one that owns that piece of paper. And so it's good to have ownership rights. It's good to have a home that you own. To have the land. To own the land that you... The, in that, the land underneath the home that you are living in. That you own. Own the land and own the home. And so... God... We are made of dirt of the earth. And when you believe in Christ Jesus, you are a part of his ownership, which means he will bless you, protect you, move you around all hurt, hurt, harm, and or danger. This is why he says the Lord maketh thee rich because you are a part of who he is. This earth is all his creation. He has the right to, to make it alive and make it dead. He can do whatever he want to do. But he promised that he would not destroy the land, destroy the earth ever again. At least not in that way. And they also put it such that you would need a body to be made in the image of man in order to come into the earth. Anything else is a violation. And he has an army of angels that come and fight battle every day that you don't even see fighting demons every day. Because they a lot of them are here illegally and he's kicking them out. And so with that being said, if you want to be a part of the kingdom of God, you can do that. You can get saved. Be forgiven of all your sins. Be forgiven of all your sins today. Amen. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you want to, now is the time. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but want to, Repeat this prayer confession after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was from this day forward, Lord Jesus. 
I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart, I confess with my mouth, that you rose from the dead. That I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly, 100%. Make me a light in this earth and the salt that gives it flavor. And from this day forward, I will live for you, Jehovah God, in the name of Jesus. And share the gospel of Christ Jesus with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus with the evidence of speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Congratulations. You just got saved on LUTGradio.com, WKKP, Digital Broadcasting. Um, what do you do now that you're saved? Give God thanks. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for my salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus Christ. We, we're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, and Christ means the anointing. The anointing. Okay, so uh, you take authority over your life. Um, you rebuke any sickness that's in your life, uh, in your body, and you command your body to, uh, to be healed. You command money to come into your accounts, uh, to come into your hands, command blessings to come to you. Um, start the 10-week foundations courses under the resource page on LUTGradio.com. I mean, under the salvation page on LUTGradio.com. Read your Bible every day, the book of John, starting off with chapter 1. And pray and ask God for a church to go to. All this is on the website on LUTGradio.com under the salvation tab. Pray and ask God for a church that teaches from the Holy Bible in uh, spirit and in truth. Uh, that means they believe what they're teaching. And continue taking authority over your life. Command, speak life into your life. That's it. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus loves you, beloved. I thank y'all so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Uh, share the link. Amen. Share the link to one of your anonymous accounts. Most people have more than one account. Not in their name. <laughs> um, know this. God loves you and he wants the best for you. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I just thank you, Heavenly Father, for uh, being with me, to speaking through me today. I thank you, Lord God, for allowing me to be a blessing to the people. I pray, Lord God, that they'll take the word and um, and uh, let the word become their shield and their buckler. I thank you, Lord God, that they'll use the word for your glory and that they'll be blessed by it. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Put the name of the Lord. Tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. I thank y'all again so much for listening. My name is Kathy Brox of the LUTG Radio Show, LUTGRadio.com. Don't forget, um, share the link. Come to the shop. Share the link for the shop. Find some on the page and share it online. Uh, buy it. <laughs> share it online. All right. That's how we make some money. And so I appreciate you. Amen. God bless. Thank you for sharing.